Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. All right, let me get to Gary. He's been waiting on the uh, phone lines here. Let me get Gary on the... Oh, my gosh. Dang it. Hang on. Let me... All right, I'll stop it. Hang on, hang on. All right, sorry. Yeah, that... I, I keep hitting this fire alarm. I keep pulling the fire alarm. I thought it was the phone line. I apologize. Gary, welcome to the program. How are you? All right, Pete. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. What's going on? Okay. Uh, I thought pulling a fire alarm is illegal. And if that was uh, somebody else, if that was a Republican in the, co- the Capitol did that, they'd already be in jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a joke. And like you say, this guy's a former high school principal? Come on. He knew exactly what he was doing, without a doubt. And shouldn't he be up on uh, sedition charges now for uh, obscuring or obstructing a uh, business in the Capitol? Right. It wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be sedition. Um, but yeah, it would be the charges that like more than 300 defendants have been charged with uh, as part of the uh, January 6th riots. The charge would be corruptly obstructing, influencing or impeding an official proceeding or attempting to do so. So, yeah, it does seem right. like him pulling the fire alarm uh, while they're trying to stall for time that that definitely seems like it would fall under that category. Right, and those and all those people were are in prison. A lot of them still. Yeah, a lot of the January six people. Yeah, and there there are trials still going on now uh, of people, and they're getting sentenced all over the place. And media isn't covering any of them except a couple of the more higher profile ones. Okay, yeah, just you know, I'm a former New Yorker, so I could not tell that, Gary. Really, I was from <laughs> Queens, Whitestone. <laughs> My mom, yeah, my mom's from Queens. Uh, grew up on Jamaica Boulevard. I don't know where. I know it's a very large, uh, long oh, she boulevard. Lived, she lived, okay, she lived around the corner, technically from Trump, where Trump, uh, Trump lived and grew up. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was in Jamaica Estates. Yeah, she was uh, under the uh, she was under the the elevated rail line, I think, and they had somewhere a, around there, right? Yeah, yeah she yeah. grew up in a, uh, a in a florist shop. Uh, up above a florist shop, and her oh, okay. yeah, her parents owned it. It was Gertrude's florist, and they had the shop downstairs, and uh, then like two bedrooms upstairs where eleven kids in bunk beds slept. Yeah, <laughs> they were Catholic. Very good. Yeah, all right, buddy. I appreciate it, Gary. Thanks for the call. All right, man. Okay, thank you. See ya. Um, no, it's it, Gary is exactly right. It's not legal to pull a fire alarm. That is not allowed, unless of course there's a fire. Oh my goodness. Hang on a second. The phone line button just... Oh, there we go. Oh, all right. I, I fixed it. All right, I fixed it. I fixed the uh, the phone button here. I mean, not that we're going to get more than one phone call at a time, but the button had popped off right there. I went to go hang up, so I went I hit that button right there. Ah! Dang it. Sorry. All right, hang on. All right. Gosh. I mean, this fire alarm looks like every other button I'm pressing today. I don't know what's going on. Who among us? House Republicans want Representative Jamal Bowman, who admitted that he pulled a U.S. Capitol building's fire alarm hours before a possible government shutdown to get the same justice as the J6 protesters got for their 2021 breach of the Capitol to obstruct official business. 
See, now, let's say, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, I would say, come on, guys, don't be silly. Obvious, like, even if he did it, he's a member of Congress and, you know, it was a bad move. Maybe, you know, give him a slap on the wrist or something. Do we really need to charge him with this kind of, uh, you know, hefty charge? But now, yeah, throw the book at him. Not my standard. I don't like it any more than you do. But here we are, right? Here we are. You guys You guys want these standards for your political opponents? So I am going to consistently apply your standards. It's a Saul Alinsky tactic. I'm going to make you live up to the things that you demand are standards of your opponents. So I'm going to make you live up to what you promise. You say that this is obstruction of an official proceeding, and so it warrants people going to prison for months, maybe years. Okay, you obstructed a proceeding. How about all those guys that shut down capitals? I know it's at the state level, so it's not applicable. But North Carolina had the Moral Monday crowd. They all skated on all their charges. Years, these people. For years, they would go in there and obstruct official uh, business in the state capitol in North Carolina. They just did it again in Tennessee. They've been doing it in Wisconsin, right? The leftists have a long history of shutting down government proceedings. Hello, Code Pink? Code Pink, right? These these moon bats made a name for themselves by smuggling in ridiculous banners and unfurling them in the middle of congressional hearings and shutting down hearings. And all they would get would be, you know, ushered out while they're screeching about their preferred cause or whatever, and they get they get dragged out. I think Code Pink started as a... I think they were an anti-Iraq war group, if I remember correctly. I think that's what they were. Um, but yeah, the, from now on, you want to you, you want to shut down any kind of hearing. You you start raising your voice and you disrupt an official government proceeding. Well, you know what? Sorry, jail, jail. You're going to sit in jail, and when we finally get around to charging you, you're uh, we're going to we're going to look to send you to prison. Top of the. Uh, 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 yeah, top of the sentencing guidelines. That's where we're going to have you. Sorry. Not sorry. Mr. Bowman, New York Democrat, said in a statement Saturday night that he pulled a fire alarm in the Cannon House office building because he was, quote, rushing to make a vote. Then, of course, we see the uh, images from the uh, closed circuit television, and uh, he, he doesn't appear to be rushing anywhere. Actually, and get this, after he pulled the fire alarm, he didn't even walk through the doors. So he claimed he he pulled the fire alarm and him being a former school principal and all would know what a fire alarm looks like versus an emergency door and the sign on the emergency door. And people and I've seen media who immediately rushed to carry the water for the Democrats on this. Like, I don't really know. That sign's pretty confusing, really. I'm looking at it and I can't tell what to do. Like, hey, idiots. It says emergency exit. Big red sign, white letters, emergency exit. Like, just stop reading. Seriously. Like, whatever else it says underneath that, just stop reading. Because it it doesn't matter. It says emergency exit. Is this an emergency? Or maybe this is like when you're a member of Congress 
and you can't walk through a door that you want to walk through, maybe that is an emergency. Maybe it's like when, you know, mom and dad give you the credit card for emergencies only. An emergency becomes, you know, pizza and beer every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Right? So it's a sliding scale of emergency. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm thinking a former principal knows the difference between an emergency exit door and a fire alarm. No matter what the sign says on the door. So he claims he was rushing to a vote, except for the fact that when he pulls the fire alarm, he then does not exit the door. So if he's rushing to the vote and he's like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. what. Oh, the sign. I'm so confused. Whatever do I do? Oh, here's the here's the the fire alarm that controls the emergency exit. I'm going to pull the fire alarm and he pulls the fire alarm. And rather than go through the door, having gained the access that he wanted that he thought was going to apply, right? He pulls the fire alarm, and his story is that he thinks it's going to open that door. So he pulls the fire alarm, the fire alarm goes off, and he doesn't go through the door. Why not? He says, I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. Yeah, because the big sign on it that I think he actually took off the door. He's holding it. He's literally holding the sign as he pulls the fire alarm. Is this one of those things where, like, I can't get through the door. I want to get through. And you just kind of lose your mind. He says, I am embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. So maybe he doesn't actually think that the fire alarm is a uh, doorknob. Maybe he thinks that if he pulls the fire alarm, all the doors in the entire building will open. That's much better, don't you think? As far as excuses go, that one may... Oh, and how about the sprinklers? Does he think the sprinkler system is going to be activated or no? Uh, No? Why not just activate the door? But failing to understand how to activate an emergency exit, he pulls the fire alarm. Mistakenly. I'm not buying it. Bradford, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, Pete. How you doing? Hey, I'm well. Hey, hey, a couple of points I'd like to make, and that is uh, in order to exit a building in an emergency, there's always a push bar on the door, and it's called a panic bar. You just push on that bar, and that door will fly open, and you can escape a fire or any emergency. And number two is if the door has a... a handicap opening, you, it's a button that you push, and it has a handicap signal right on it. You push that button, the door swings open for you. You never pull on anything to escape uh, a door in an emergency. So that blows his emergency story all up. So is it possible that the button that you describe... Um is it possible that this button would be red and uh, be a pull-down lever and say fire on it? Uh, I highly doubt it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe maybe he's uh, colorblind or illiterate. Uh, well, and he I'm can't... colorblind, and, and, and I see red. In <laughs> <Okay. laughs> more ways than one here. <laughs> no, I yes, I hear you, uh, Bradford. I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. Uh, no, it's true. It, they, yeah, there's there's no rational explanation for this, and the guys lying about it now. It's it, it, they're not believable. 
Um, Russ says, Jamal Bowman is a progressive ideologue in action. He started a social justice-based charter school with gobs of donor money. Last I saw, they had the distinction of highest per-pupil spending and worst per-pupil performance in New York City. Well, that actually, now, maybe he can't read. That, yeah, that does... Maybe he couldn't read the word fire on the alarm. If the school that he started, if if that's any indication, if their performance is any indication, maybe he really can't read. That's possible. The Hellion asks, isn't this like screaming fire in a crowded theater? Yeah, you're, yeah. Pulling a fire alarm when there's not a fire, when you know, pulling a fire alarm to clear a building as a prank, which is what he did. Or to obstruct government proceeding, if you really want to get like misdemeanor technical about it, um, that's that's illegal. It is absolutely illegal. Um, I got the code here. Somebody just sent me the uh, the District of Columbia code twenty two dash thirteen nineteen false alarms and false reports, and any person violating the provisions upon conviction be deemed guilty of a misdemeanor, punished by a fine. Not more than the amount set forth, blah, 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 or by imprisonment for not more than six months or by both such fine and imprisonment. Okay, yeah, uh, both is fine for me. We'll do both, fine and six months. That'll teach him. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. They got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Um, I have uh, I've been given full authorization for something here. I'm not exactly sure what yet. I'm reading through the email. If you would like to email, by the way, it's Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. It's from Chris. Be it known to all, I give Peter Pete Callender full authorization to exercise the Equity in Journalistic Broadcasting Act. That would be the EJBA, or the EJBA, as I call it. Therefore, from this moment forward, each and every occurrence of Republican elected officials being referred to as hard-right Republicans, or the hard-right, shall be followed by Democrat elected officials being referred to as limp-leftist Democrats and or the limp-left. Please enact this measure immediately. Thank you for your work. as Chris. That does make sense. Maybe that's why I've never seen any Democrats ever referred to as the hard left or the hard left Democrats. Yeah, no, it it must make sense. They're not hard. They would, and the opposite of that would, or maybe, well, limp, you you get the alliteration, and that's really important, you know? 
That's really hard right Republicans, right wing Republicans, left wing leftists, although that's redundant. Left wing Democrats, that's redundant, too, I guess. Um, but the LL, the limp, because I was going to say like like flaccid or something, but that's that you don't get the uh, you don't get the alliterative effect. So uh, thank you, Chris. No, I appreciate that. This is from Ben. He says, I think he and whoever conspired to negate a vote should be tried. Not talking about Chris. He's talking about Jamal Bowman who claims that he does not know uh, what a fire alarm looks like, nor what will happen when he pulls it. This is a former principal and a member of Congress, an adult, an actual grown-ass man who does not understand how to open a door or what a fire alarm does. They truly are our representatives, are they not? And it just so happens that he pulled the fire alarm as Democrats were trying to stall a vote on the House floor, which I'm sure is completely coincidental. I'm, I'm certain of it, which is why I would very much like to have the congressional investigators and the sergeant at arms that's also investigating subpoena and review Representative Bowman's communications. Because if he had coordinated with anybody at that time when he pulled the fire alarm, then there are other people involved and they are then guilty, not just of the pulling of the fire alarm. He's guilty of it, but also of the conspiring to obstruct an official proceeding, which is exactly what they charged the January 6th protesters with. So good for the goose. Good for the gander. He claims he was simply rushing to make the vote. He was rushing down the hallway And he went to the door and he's like, this door is usually open for votes, but today it wouldn't open. So now hang on a second. I know. See, this is I know I I go in depth on this stuff. I read these sentences and and after I've read them, this is now my fourth time reading that sentence. Okay, I read it when I first read the story online. I printed it out. I read it again when I was making my notes, marking up the the story. I read it again uh, just moments ago when I first uh, read the statement to you. And now I've read it a fourth time. And now the sentence strikes me differently because he says, listen, I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. So what does that mean? It means that this door is usually open. So he usually doesn't have a problem opening that door. But today he gets there and there's a sign on it that says emergency exit. And then it instructs him, if you press on the bar for 30 seconds, the alarm will go off for 30 seconds, and then the door will open. Despite those instructions on the door, he then hits the fire alarm. So we are to believe he has never once encountered this scenario where the door has the sign on it. But he says, I come to a door that is usually open for votes. Oh, wait a minute. Well, that means usually open for votes. That means that it's usually not open, right? It means that they open it up for votes. In other words, it's an emergency exit door, but they will disable it for votes. So Congress members can run down through the doors because maybe it's quicker. They run through the doors in order to get down to vote when they're getting called to vote when, you know, some shenanigans are afoot. So it sounds like, 
the normal state of affairs, the status quo for this door is to be an emergency exit closed. And for some reason, he thought a fire alarm controlled it. The alarm went off. That led to an evacuation of the building and police went through and checked for a threat. It came while other Democrats were using numerous parliamentary tactics to delay a vote. He said, quote, I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. Dude, it's not confusion that you caused. It was panic. It was fear. But I want to be very clear, he said. This was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying urgently to get to a vote, which I ultimately did. Right, but he didn't go through the door. And that that is a pretty key part for me in ascertaining his mindset. If you thought that that fire alarm controlled that door, why didn't you go through the door? Why didn't you push on the bars and go through the door after you pulled the fire alarm? Bowman has also met with the sergeant at arms as well as Capitol Police. He says, my hope is that no one will make more of this than it was. Republican lawmakers are not buying it. According to a GOP aide, Republicans suspect he was attempting to contribute to the Democrats' floor-delaying tactics to stop a vote on the GOP-proposed stopgap spending measure, which had caught them by surprise. That's a key piece of information, too. Democrats were not aware that McCarthy was going to drop his bill. And when they did, or when he did, when McCarthy dropped the bill, that prompted the House Minority Leader, Democrat uh, Hakeem Jeffries, I almost said Robert Reeves, that's the North Carolina's House Minority Leader. Um, Hakeem Jeffries used, he just kept talking for like 50 minutes under a rule that says, oh, it's one minute, quote unquote, but it's not actually a minute. They call it the magic minute where he can talk forever. So he was just delaying, 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 and they were trying to whip Democrat votes to get them all into the House. So while you're trying to stall, you pull the alarm, and you want me to believe that it's not connected to your stall tactic? Yeah, okay. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? New York Congressman Jamal Bowman admits he pulled a U.S. Capitol building's fire alarm hours before a possible government shutdown, just as Democrats were trying to stall a vote on that bill. But he says it was an accident. He totally mistook the fire drill button, the lever, for the door handle. He totally didn't know what he was doing. Email from John Do you think this goober from New York would have accepted that excuse for pulling a fire alarm from one of his students? Exactly. Let me ring the bell on that one. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Dang it. There we go. That's that's what I meant. I meant to hit the bell. Sorry. Well, it looks just like the fire alarm. 
Bob, welcome to the program. Welcome, Bob. What's up, man? Hey, Pete. I am on my walk, sure enough. So uh, pro- I apologize if I sound a little bit breathless. But to be <laughs> honest, part of the breathlessness is just probably the notion of being able to speak to Pete Callender on this 50,000-watt blowtorch. So uh, I hope it's understand. Let me let me turn this volume up a little bit here. Uh, let me get this volume here. Hold on one second. Oh, my goodness. I, did, I don't think uh, you're hitting the volume button. Oh, boy. How did that happen? Okay. <laughs> I, I hit the wrong button here. Let me try it again. Um, I don't think this is working. This is wrong. Okay. I'll, let me call you back later in the week, okay? All right. Yeah. All right. Bob, I appreciate it. I don't know what's going on. It's just It looked just like the volume button, I guess. It's nuts. It looks like every button, I think. So now Republicans, because remember, when a scandal is about a Republican, the story is the scandal. Journalisming, rule number two. When a Republican is a scandal, then the, the story is the scandal. But when the scandal is about a Democrat... Then the story is the Republican reaction to the scandal. Exactly. It's not the Democratic scandal. It's the Republicans who are pouncing, seizing, maybe doing both. And so now the story is about not whether this guy pulled the alarm during the uh, the delay tactics, which were obviously going on like that's undeniable. You can see, like, uh, Hakeem Jeffries is doing his, you know, best tap dancing and, and stall tactic, uh, tactics that he can uh, with, the, with, with the, the magic minute speechifying and such. They're trying to get Congress members to get down to the Capitol so they could vote on stuff. And that's why um, Jamal Bowman was trying to get down there so fast. On, on that, he is correct, right? He's trying to get down there because they're trying to block what... Uh, what McCarthy was trying to do. So they're all racing to get over there. And he encounters this door that is, he says, usually open for votes. But not open now. Why? Because the votes weren't expected. McCarthy, you know, quietly dropped this bill. As I read earlier from the NBC News report, he quietly drops this bill. So now it's got Democrats scrambling. They come running down. And do you think Bowman, being the high school principal that he was, having, I would assume, lots and lots and lots of experience with doors, just opening doors, right? Not opening certain doors because they say exit, uh, emergency exit only, like not going through those, or maybe going through them during an emergency. I don't know how many fire alarms he's pulled, but generally I think that he would not He wouldn't put up with it from his students at his school. But maybe he never knew. Maybe he doesn't know what a fire alarm looks like because he obviously pulled it and he claims he did it because he thought it would open the door. He thinks you're an idiot. He thinks we're all idiots. So now the Republicans pouncing, seizing upon this poor Democrat's mistake. They want an investigation. And they would like to see he, him held to the same standard of justice that the January 6th rioters were, handed, uh, were, were, uh, were given. 
right? Like that's the that's the whole point is equal protection under the law. Lady Justice is blind and all of that. So if you're going to throw a bunch of J6ers into the clink for six months, a year, two years for obstructing an official government proceeding, well, then that's exactly what he did. He pulled the fire alarm, right? Rather than storming the building, not having the numbers, he attempted to evacuate the building. You know, egress, ingress, either way, you're still sabotaging the proceedings, preventing them from moving forward. Um, Mr. McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, said, I'm going to have a discussion with the Democratic leader about it, but this should not go without punishment. This is an embarrassment. You're elected to be a member of Congress. You pulled the fire alarm hours before the government being shut down, trying to dictate the government would shut down. Right? Because that's, I mean, think that through, and, and that's what the progressives wanted. Because that, like that's it, it looks better for them if the Republicans can't keep the government from shutting down. So, he, I mean, think, so one man decides this may look better for us to shut down, so I'm going to pull the fire alarm to make sure that they can't cut a deal. Representative Corey Mills, a Florida Republican, suggested Mr. Bowman's phone be seized, noting that the cell phone of Representative Scott Perry, a Pennsylvania Republican, was seized by the FBI in the fallout of the January 6th riots. More than 300 defendants have been charged with corruptly obstructing, influencing, or impending an official proceeding or attempting to do so related to the J6 riots. There is another Republican, Nicole Maliotakis. 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 Okay. Uh, She's a New York Republican, and she has introduced a measure to expel him from Congress. That would require two-thirds of the chamber to approve it. Uh, Then Harriet Hageman of Wyoming and Lisa McLean of Michigan, they're crafting censure uh, measures. And that's just a simple majority. 